Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. This week is a very Christina and Morgan heavy episode, which I kind of forgot about. It's the 18 Candles episode, which is episode 4, season 1, and it's all about Christina, you know? We kind of, after this episode, it seems like the producers were kind of like, okay, we're done with Christina, no more, like, we have done what we needed to do with her, and I don't want any more Christina, which... Bums, bummed me out a little bit because I actually did like Christina and Morgan, but um, Morgan is still in a few more episodes and she's still funny, you know, stuff like that. So it starts off with Christina's mom saying she's proud of Christina that she's made it to 18 and she's a good kid and, and all this stuff. And um, one thing she brings up is that there's an audition for Broadway and Christina talked about it. E did like a 10-year reunion type thing where they did like True or Not. It was Taylor, Jason, Alex M, Morgan, and Christina. And Christina actually said that, you know, that was all set up by the producers. She didn't even really want to do it. I'm sure she did want to do it to like a point, but um, she didn't really feel comfortable doing it, but the producers really, really, really wanted her to do it, so she felt like she had no choice but to, again, do it. So, um, she said it, she wasn't ready. MTV forced her. And one other thing I want to bring up, all the moms on this show kind of look the same. Like, they're all blonde, they're all beautiful, they're all beautiful, but they, I don't know, they just all look like Kirsten, um, Cohen from the OC and it's kind of funny I don't know I if you put like a lineup of all the moms I could probably pick out like Elsie's mom because she's on it a lot but all the other moms they all just look the same but Karen Karen Taylor's mom's great I just want to throw that out there I doubt she listens to the podcast but she she follows the page and she's pretty funny so the next scene are Morgan and Christina, you know, they're driving in her car, getting hyped for New York. And Morgan is such a good hype woman. She just keeps saying, like, Christina, you're going to kill this. You're going to kill this audition. We're going to do awesome. It's going to be the best audition ever. It's your birthday. We're going to have an awesome time. And this is just going to be the best. Like, Morgan is such a hype person, and I love it so much. Um, one thing they do mention, though, is no low or LC. And they're kind of hating on him, you know? They're, they're not invited, and they they say, like, if we invited Lo and LC, that would have been random as hell. Like, they don't say as hell, but they're like, that would be just, like, so random. Um, and then, beautiful transition to Lauren, or LC and Lo hating on Christina and Morgan at the mall. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting to hear the language that was used in the early 2000s that we would never use today. Like... Lo describes them. She throws the R word out there, and that's that's just not a word I say anymore. Um, you know, I've I've learned how it can be hurtful and stuff like that, um, because I'm not super PC. Like I'll say that I'm not the most PC person in the world, but I do try and say like stay away from words that clearly upset others. So um, Lo just throws the R word out, calls Morgan and Christina the R word, and. Um, Lauren was like, yeah, Christina came up to me and was like, I like you better when you're not with your friends. And Lo's like, oh, so she likes you better when you're not with me? Like, what? What the hell? You know? And I'm not sure if this is the same, like, time that they went to Sephora. 
and the or, and the woman did their makeup, but it looked I'm pretty sure they're wearing the same outfits. I could be wrong, but there's a good little scene where Elsie is handed a lip gloss off camera by producers, and she goes, "Lo, guess what I'm guess the name of the um, lip gloss I'm wearing, Two Face," and they both do ha 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 like that little laugh that you do with your friends when you're trying to be cool and sound like a Disney villain. So then we go to Christina's birthday dinner. And this birthday dinner is so wild. Like, I, I've never seen dancing on the table at a restaurant or anything like that. I forget what it's called, where they went. I forgot to write it down. But it just looked wild. It kind of reminded me of, like, Dave and Buster's meets Dick's Last Resort. I don't know if you guys know about Dick's Last Resort. But if you don't, just Google it. And you'll kind of get what I'm saying. Um... And I remember thinking it was so cool back in the day when, you know, you'd have friends' birthday dinners without the parents. Like, your mom would give you $20 and be like, have fun. And then you could go and be loud and obnoxious. And I'm sorry to all the patrons who who were in there and had to listen to me just be super loud because I was always the loud friend. I still am the loud friend for the most part. But it's, I don't know. It just, it reminded me so much of those days. I remember my best friend Steph turned... She must have been turning 17 because we we were, or 18? Yeah, I think she was turning 18 because we were seniors. And we all went to uh, the Cheesecake Factory. And I thought we were so cool. Like, we went to the South Shore Plaza in Braintree, which was a big mall. And she drove us there in her mom's caravan. And I was like, oh, this is cool. We're, like, really cool to be here. And then we all kind of split up. And we met back at the um, dinner. And it was just great. <laughs> But it reminded me of that. And I want to say I wish that there was more Gary in this whole series because Gary seems like a damn good time. Him and Kristen put up, put together this note to send it to the hot older guy that's behind them, sitting behind them with his friends. And it was, you are extremely sexy. If you are single, let me know and send this back with the waitress. And then they add, um, schmwa. I almost did the kiss sound. I think I did do the kiss sound. I'm sorry. That was gross. They go, schmwa at the end. And like I said, this whole scene is really funny. The guy asks the waitress to read it out loud to his table and the whole table's cracking up. And this guy looks like he's about like 22 or 23. Um, No business hitting on, you know, 16 year olds, but he stands up and he does it because I'm sure production was like, this will be funny. It'll be good for the show. You'll be on TV. Just do it. So He goes over and he like quickly realizes these girls are way too young for him. Or so it seems, you know, he's like, oh, 18, you're turning 18. Cool. And, (laughs) you know, he looks at Chris and he's like, wait, how old are you? Quickly, she's like, I'm 21. Like without hesitation, she goes, I am 21. And I love that confidence. Like, hell yeah, girl. (laughs) But don't lie about your age to older men. Don't do it. It's not worth it. And then like... They have to remind us that the boys are still involved in the storyline. And it's so bizarre because, like, it's just like a quick flash to Trey's house. And it's Steven, Dieter, Trey, and Polster. And Trey's, like, running around punching everybody in the leg. Like, you know, bro stuff, giving each other dead legs, being bros, bros, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why I did that voice. I'm sorry. And Dieter gets a call from who we assume is Jessica. And he's like, they're studying. We're studying. We're studying. And he's holding four stacked solo cups. And Steven is just giggling in the background like a little schoolgirl. And I always 
thought they, you know, were high in this scene. I don't know. Like, their eyes are barely open and they're giggling so crazy. Um, that's alleged. I'm going to say that I don't know. I don't know if they were high. But that is how a stoned person would act in that situation. And Steven thinks him and Kristen are back together. That's like the last line. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're back together. I really like her. Um, and then it flashes to Kristen giving her phone number to the older guy who's probably like 25. And I mean, come on, that editing, man, that's just a great way to slice up some episodes, right? That's great. I love it. I love it so much. Um, but again, it makes Kristen look to be like the villain, and we're not supposed to like Kristen, like, production made that clear, like, you're supposed to like Elsie, and you're supposed to want Elsie to be with Steven, so keep that in mind, so we're gonna say, Steven thinks they're back together, but Kristen's like, nah, man, I'm gonna give my number out to hot older guys, and put that shit right in their flip phone, I don't care, um, in this scene, the next scene I always thought was kind of random, but it really segues into a better scene, And it's Elsie's family dinner. And Jim is just asking her to get C's. And she's grounded. She's in jail until she can get those grades up. And Elsie's like, I am going to bring those grades up. I am going to graduate. Don't you worry about it, Jim. And he's like, well, you're grounded. And you can tell that she's pissed about it. And it's kind of funny. It brought me back to, like, my high school days. Like, freshman and sophomore year, I did so bad in school. Like, I didn't give a shit about high school at all. And then I realized junior year, I mean, I'll graduate with my class. So I was very quick to turn those grades around. But I had so many dinners sitting with my mom. And, um, you know, when my dad would pick me up uh, every other weekend, they'd be like, we need to talk about your grades. I'll be like, nah, put them up. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to fail. And then like freshman and sophomore year, I was always failing. So yeah. Um, and then it's back to our girls, Christina and Morgan. Like I said, a very Christina and Morgan heavy episode. And it's kind of sweet. Like it's a really sweet moment between them. Cause I think they have such a genuine friendship and I know they're still friends, which I think is really cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. And, They, you know, Morgan's just like, there's no one else I'd rather hang out with. There's no one else I'd rather be close with. And then she's like, you know, we have a lot of the same morals. We have, we have the same church, uh, maybe church. I don't know. She says something about like religion and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, you don't judge me for being a virgin. And Christina's like, Christina's like, well, we share that. And I'm like, these two little cute virgins, like just having this moment of friendship. It's so pure and it's great and I love it so much and I'm I'm also like way to call out all your other friends for not being virgins not that it's a big deal but I feel like in high school it's kind of like is that girl a virgin is that one oh my god I heard you lost your virginity like it was such a big deal and these girls are just like on camera being like yeah that whole table we invited out none of them are virgins only us and Lo and Elsie they're not virgins none of our friends are virgins just us (laughs) I don't know I just thought it was kind of like I don't know. They bring that up a few times, you know, their virginity and stuff, which is cool. Like, if that's really what you believe in, I just, I don't think it's a personality trait. But, I mean, people right now are trying to make, um, like, tequila and chicken nuggets personality traits. But, anyway, back to it. Back to it, right? My favorite scene of the whole series comes up. Maybe not the whole series. I mean, there's a lot of really, really good scenes, obviously. But it's when Lo and Elsie are trying to convince Jim to let Lauren come out with Lo. 
And I just, I remember like sitting in my friend's kitchens, like using their landline, Lowe's like typing on their landline because her phone never has service apparently, but she's trying to call someone like on their landline, just talking to the parents, having a good time. It's like she lived there and it, it was just such a natural scene and at the end when she's like, Jim, just let her go out with me. Like that's hysterical. And then, um, Lauren's mom's like, well, you shouldn't be failing. And Lowe's like, yeah, Lauren, you really shouldn't be failing. Like, I don't know. That whole scene, it, it just cracks me up. And I'm actually going to put it on the on my Instagram so you guys can rewatch it because it is such a good scene. That's what I mean. Like, Low, Laguna Low was my favorite. She was really funny and she could be really bitchy. But, like, who isn't bitchy in high school? I, I was an asshole in high school. Um... And then I became, I don't know, I became nicer, like, junior and senior year. But freshman and sophomore year, you're like, oh, you know, you grow up watching Low be mean to be Blonde Laguna and, like, Summer Roberts be a bitch and Brooke Davis be a bitch. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to be like that. That's how I'm going to make friends, <laughs> right? Like, that's what you kind of think. But um, the next scene is drama. It's so much drama. But you know if they're in the nail salon that there's going to be a ton of looks, side eyes, dramatic music. Um, So um, Lo and Elsie, they're kind of mad. You know, they're they're upset that they didn't get invited to Christina's birthday. And Christina and Morgan are sitting there and they're, you know, chatting about their birthday and how much fun they had. And then Lo and Elsie walk in. And I don't know. I don't know. It's just this drama. And Christina gets up to get her nails dried. And Lowe's not going to Cabo. Elsie's going to Cabo. Christina and Morgan are going to New York. And they're going to have a good time. But one thing that you love is that Christina's wearing these, like, these green earrings. And Lowe's like, were they a birthday gift? Just like that. And, yeah, and Lowe's fake excited about how Gary got Christina a pair of earrings and a green shirt. And then Christina starts talking about her Broadway auditions. And she's like, you know, I have a Broadway, uh, an audition with a casting director that casts for Rent, Wicked, and Hairspray. And Lois fake excited. She's like, that is awesome. Like, oh my God, what are you, you know, oh my God, what are you doing? You know, that's one thing that she does before Christina tells him. But then Lauren literally has no idea what Christina is talking about. So she can't even act fake excited or like be rude about it because she's like, what's that? What's, what is that? <laughs> what's Wicked Rent in Hairspray? I don't know. And those like, they're like really big plays. They're like the biggest plays in New York. <laughs> I, like, I just think it's so funny the way Elsie's like, um, I'm not even going to pretend to be excited for you because I have no idea what that is. But then she also looks kind of like a dumbass because... They're huge shows. Um, I guess I only knew what Rent and Hairspray were because of the movies. And the movies hadn't come out yet. But I definitely actually would have been Elsie. I would have been like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. But okay. (laughs) And um, Christina asks Lauren or Elsie. Sorry, I keep going back and forth between Lauren and Elsie. And I'm going to continue to do that. And I apologize. I'm trying to keep some consistency. But I keep going back and forth. But Christina asks her, you know, are you still going to that fashion school? And then Lauren goes, art school, actually. And Christina goes, art school, fashion school, whatever. 
And, um, and yeah, I mean, then Christine is like, oh, I have to go to work. Bye. And Morgan's like, thanks for leaving me here with these two blonde bitches, bitch. Which is funny. You know, that's not actually what she says, obviously. But, like, the look in her eyes is just like, Christina, why in the actual fuck are you leaving me with these two girls? And um, Christina said on that 10-year special, she talked a lot about this episode because, like I said, it's, like, her biggest episode. And that was all set up. That was all fake. Um, They did not invite Lauren and Elsie. So, I mean, (laughs) Lo and Elsie. So I'm guessing that maybe they did something else. They did something that wasn't filmed. But that dinner was just, like, something production wanted to happen. And they were still friends with Elsie and Lauren and Lo. See? I guess they're both named Lauren, so technically I'm not wrong. But um, they were still friends with them, and that was fake. And that was just something production wanted to happen. It wasn't like they didn't invite them on purpose or anything like that. So then we go to New York. We're back in New York with weird jazz music playing. But then I didn't know if maybe they didn't want to pay, like, royalties for... uh, Who sings that? Frank Sinatra? Like, that New York... Whatever. Like, what a weird song to play for, like, a teen drama. Um, You know, if it was, like, this year, they'd be playing Welcome to New York by... Taylor Swift, no doubt about that, right? But they get to the hotel, and Morgan's still hyping her up, and Christina's like, let me live. You know, she doesn't want to talk about it, Um, which I totally get. She's super nervous. She doesn't really want to do this. MTV's making her do this audition, and she's like, Morgan, I get you're really excited, and I think it's really cool, but I'm also not super excited about this, all right? Um, And then it's like a random dinner with Elsie and Talon because production needs to remind us that Talon is around. Talon hooks up with Kristen and Lauren, and Steven's jelly about it, but then he's also jelly of Steven because Steven also hooks up with Kristen and Lauren, and it's just such a big back and forth, and one thing I thought was really funny is um, Elsie's like, I might not graduate, but you know, I'm gonna graduate, and Talon's like, I'll tutor you. I can't imagine not graduating, and then next season, he doesn't walk with his class or anything because he took night classes to graduate so he could live in L.A., like, I just thought it was really funny. And then he um, he says he wants to be a six-year senior. And I'm like, that's the most talent shit I've ever heard in my life. Talon being Van Wilder, like, it just fits his whole, his whole personality in 2004. <laughs> 2004 Talon is definitely Van Wilder reincarnated. And, of course, they bring up Steven and Kristen. And, you know, Lauren's like, I do not like Steven when he's around Kristen. And Talon's like, well, Kristen's a lot of fun. And in my head, I'm like, Lauren must be so sick of hearing about how boring she is and how fun Kristen is. Um, All right. So we're back to Christina again. I've I've never said her name this many times. I don't think ever. But she is prepping to audition. They're in like some pizza shop and Christina doesn't want to talk about it. And Morgan wants to talk about it. And Christina's like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. And Morgan's like, well, we're going to talk about it because I need to know what's going on. And Christina's like, no, no, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Which again, I totally get because like, if you're nervous about something, I, I mean, me personally, I have to really like get in the zone. I don't want to talk about it. I have to like focus on what I'm going to say, focus on what I'm going to do. And if people are like, how do you feel about it? What are you thinking about it? You know, I'm like, shut up, shut up. I don't want to talk about it. So I totally get where Christine is coming from. And I've done lives of this episode. And I remember people being like, Christina's acting like a real bitch towards Morgan. And I'm like, no, Christina doesn't want to talk about it. (laughs) I 
totally get you, Christina. Christina, girl, we're on the same wavelength. And then we get to the Only Hope audition. Christina is singing Only Hope, and she's singing it better than I could ever sing it. So let me just throw that out there. But, you know, you can definitely tell by the person's face that she is not impressed by Christina. And at the end, she basically is like, um, she's like, Christina, I wish you didn't sing so long. You know, that was the longest song you could have picked. And then she was also like, you don't bring more personality, I guess. She's like, we're looking for someone to be a character. We're looking for someone who can really, you know, become someone else or something like that. And it's kind of like, Christina, you ain't that, which sucks. You know, it definitely hurt, but Christina didn't cry. She nodded her head and took, took the criticism and all that stuff and then they walked out and Christina's like um so can we go sightsee instead of talk about the audition and that's the end and they you know they do it a little bit dirty and um and uh you know they end the the whole episode with her her just singing which is you know I don't know it it, it sucks and but, you know, now she's killing it. Like, she looks awesome. I'm pretty sure she teaches, like, Soul Cycle somewhere near Laguna. And go Christina. Because at, you know, at 18 to do an, an audition like that, like, hell yeah, that takes some guts. And I give her so much credit for doing that. And someone was like, well, she's just another spoiled, entitled person. You know, all this stuff. I'm like, shut up. Like, she still did it. Who cares if she called her, you know, voice coach for help? Like, if I had a voice coach, hell yeah, I'd ask them for help. So that's the episode of 18 Candles. And next week is the Cabo episode, which I'm excited to do. I have a lot of probably unpopular opinions about that episode. And, um, but I might have a guest on next week and we might push the Cabo episode, but I'm not sure. Um, so it might go Cabo episode guest or guest Cabo episode, but I'm excited about this guest and he or she has done a live in the past and they want to talk about stuff we didn't mention in the live because they weren't like comfortable talking about it. You know, on a podcast, I can kind of edit. I'm going to have to learn to edit, I guess. But you can edit things out if they're not, you know, if it's not something they particularly want to hear or anything like that. So it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. And obviously right now we go to LC's Unsolicited Advice Corner. Um, and I want to talk about something really quick and it kind of goes along with two questions I received. I got one asking if it's hard to be biased about the cast members that I'm closer with. And the answer is yeah, not, not as much anymore, actually. Like when I first started talking to cast members like Jessica and Alex M, if someone was to say anything negative about them, I'd go right and respond and be like, no, 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 you're wrong. Like they're actually really nice, but it's gotten to the point where I know I don't have to do that. Um, I guess I was almost taking it personal, but, like, the cast doesn't really, you know, they don't care. They know that they were on TV when they were 17. But, um, like, Kendra, I'm, I'm, like, pretty friendly with Kendra and Shannon from Very Cavallari and Cammy and, you know, Courtney. And I talk to Jessica a lot, you know, stuff like that. And I'm not trying to name drop. I'm just trying to say, like, yeah, I have become closer with some cast members, but I try not to be biased. I really do. And... I don't know if you guys saw, I posted a DM and I kind of wish I didn't because it just gave them more of a voice, but it was a really, really nasty DM saying that like, 
I'm a creepy, pompous stalker fangirl, but I really don't, I try my best not to overstep boundaries with any of the cast members. Um, it's not like I'm sitting outside of Uncommon James every day waiting for Kristen to walk in. I've gone there twice, but, and one was for the opening I was invited to, but, um, it said I do constant jabs at Kristen, and that actually really bothered me because I, I try and keep the page, like, as positive as possible, and I'll pick at them. Like, I'll say they do dumb shit, and I have said I don't like very Cavallari that much, but I don't do anything on purpose to be hurtful. I would never make, like, a status saying anything about a cast member to be purposely hurtful, and I think the only person I take jabs at really is, like, Jem Bunny and Spencer Pratt. That's it. Um, but I don't know. That that DM kind of like rubbed me the wrong way really hard, actually. I was really upset about it. But I got so much love when I posted that. And I guess I posted it because I know that I can sound bitter sometimes. I know I can sound like annoyed and like things like that. And like I am annoyed that my um that my page hasn't grown the way I was hoping it would grow. But it is what it is. And um, I just have to continue to do this for fun and not for like anyone else to tell me I'm doing a good job, which is definitely something I am taking into consideration. And another question I got this week was like, do you get embarrassed being such a fangirl? And no, I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll pull it back a little bit, you know, with like Backstreet Boys or like Kelsey Ballerini or Kelly Clarkson or whatever. But then it's also like, that's just who I am. Like, I get really excited to see people in concert. I get excited to meet people. I get excited about, you know, whatever. And um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if you're like a fan of something, hell yeah, be about that life. <laughs> but also no boundaries, right? So anyway, I just want to talk about that DM really quick because it really pissed me off because I am aware that, that, um, how I can come off sometimes can be really bitchy and, you know, maybe even pompous, but I'm just a sarcastic person. I, I'm, I, I say sarcastic shit all day, you know, it's just, it's just something I do. And I don't know if you, if you don't understand it, like, please, please DM me and be like, Hey, that wasn't nice. And I'll be like, no, it was a joke. It's fine. <laughs> but a lot of people, um, didn't really ask too many questions this week. Um, they wanted me to do like a, um, best fashion look and this week, no one looked great. <laughs> um, but one thing, one question I was actually really excited to get was how different the show would be if it took place now. And I think about that actually a lot. I, th I think about the soundtrack that would play and things like that, which would be really cool. But I think it's so awesome that, you know, when she was like, were you at Lauren's? When Kristen, you know, she's asking, were you at Lauren's? Like, she couldn't pull up a Snapchat map of locations or anything like that. And there weren't, like, text messages being sent like crazy. And I don't know. It was just such, like, a great time where social media wasn't so heavily involved. And some people had their flip phones. But other people, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone on Laguna had a flip phone. But other people didn't. And, you know, you have to call a landline. And it was just such, like, a great a great time, in my opinion, and like I said, lightning in a bottle, You, I don't think you could ever capture this again, I don't think you could ever capture a show like Laguna again, even if they tried, I mean, I guess they're trying with Siesta Key, and I watched it for a little bit, I watched an episode of Siesta Key, and it's just like, I don't know, people walking in slow motion and yelling at each other, that's all that the show is, that's all it has, whereas this is like, 
you know, you're capturing these teenagers and they're just living their life. And of course, production's like meddling a little bit and there's drama and things like that. But it's just, it's such like, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just such a, um, it was such like a more, a simpler time. That's, it's that simple. And I, I don't think a show like this would work now because it's not really showing people like, making out in front of other people and stuff like like Cabo episodes different that's very different but even in season three like they tried to do it more like have the like teenage kids make out with each other in front of like someone else to make drama happen but first season of Laguna like they don't really do that they don't need to because they're so heavily pushing on like the Elsie Stephen Kristen thing but they don't ever show like um, Steven and LC kiss or anything like that. And it's more like imagination stuff like, oh, well, they went home together. You know what that means. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that if it was today, it would be a lot. I, they would definitely show like them drinking and stuff like that. Like not trying. Well, I guess they didn't even really try and hide it. It's not like they, I mean, the kids were, the teenagers were drinking on this show, but I don't know. I'm I'm glad it was filmed when it was filmed, and if it was filmed now, it would be so narcissistic, maybe, and even, like, rumor-driven. But I definitely think that it was, like, recorded and everything at the right time. But thank you guys so much for listening, and like I said, next week, it'll either be the Cabo episode or a guest episode, but a guest episode is coming. I'm just waiting for another microphone to come through, and thank you guys so much for all your awesome DMs, and tell your friends about the page, tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any ideas, let me know, and a lot of people are asking if I want to have followers on, and the answer to that is yes. I'm just waiting for, like, kind of the right time to do that. So I hope you all have an awesome day. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you next week.